to Trek Companion. This is episode 214. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we are discussing Voyager's fourth season episodes, Random Thoughts, Concerning Flight, and Mortal Coil. Here we go. Random Thoughts, Season 4, Episode 10, Production Code 178, Original Air Date, November 19, 1997, Directed by Alexander Singer, Written by Kenneth Biller, Music Composed by Jay Chataway, Guest Cast include Gwyneth Walsh as Namira, Wayne Pear as Gill, Rebecca McFarland as Tally, Ted Barbara as Malin, Bobby Burns as Frayne, and Jeanette Miller as The Woman. <laughs> Voyager is orbiting the Mari homeworld, a race of telepaths. As the ship crews trade for supplies, they find it difficult to haggle and bargain with mind readers. Janeway and Taurus are negotiating for a resonator coil when someone bumps into Taurus, momentarily irritating her. She calms herself and shrugs it off as an accident. Meanwhile, Tuvok and the city's chief examiner, Nirma, talk about how no violence has occurred in their society for years, and she is one of the last security officers among the Mari. He may have committed the physical act, but it was instigated by you. Where we come from, people are responsible for their own actions. And here, people are responsible for their own thoughts. I'm sure you can understand how that's necessary for a race of telepaths. Random thoughts. Wasn't there a... Remember that show not necessarily the news, or was it Saturday Night Live? There was something where they did a funny bit in like the 80s. Deep Thoughts, SNL. Deep deep Thoughts. I'm thinking of Deep Thoughts. That was an SNL thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the Uh, former senator, right? Um, What? Oh, Al Franken. Al Franken, Um, yeah. Didn't Al Franken do those? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It was one of the writers (laughs) did the voiceover for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, that's a a random segue, uh, which (laughs) apparently had nothing to do with it since it wasn't even Random Thoughts. Um, Adam. Yes. Kick us off with some specific thoughts about random thoughts. Random thoughts. You know, I like the premise idea of this episode. I like that, um, you know, they're kind of exploring how um, emotions or random energies kind of affect people. I think that's what they're trying to get at. I don't know if they necessarily do a very good job conveying that point in this episode. I mean, it kind of, you know, it starts off with telepaths. We've, you know, we've seen you know, numerous telepaths, um, throughout the Star Trek years. Um, so this isn't, uh, anything kind of, this isn't kind of new, you know, if you're a Star Trek fan, you should be familiar with how telepaths work and operate, um, throughout the years. So like I said, you know, having a whole society of them, it's, you know, it's not quite that unique, but, um, like I said, I like the, the premise they were talking about, like with, you know, a thought can affect you. And, um, you know, the way I kind of look at that is like, you know, energy, you know, if you have bad permeating energy, it kind of, it, it can affect other people as just as much as um positive and uplifting energy can kind of um, uplift people around you. You know, we all have our own little magnetic fields that go out into the universe and send waves throughout there. So I like that. I like that premise, but um, I don't know, you know, about the second half of the episode, I kind of just feel like it kind of just, meanders you know you kind of have Tuvok going off on his own investigation and it doesn't have a lot of um um focus so that's kind of my those were my initial thoughts on this episode yeah I mean I think this episode is probably a little bit better than I would have guessed it was going to be if I just saw the synopsis or something 
what I kind of like a little bit in that in the second half that that but believe me, I understand why you're saying it feels a little like it meanders, doesn't have enough focus. But I do like that kind of the solution, the investigation, what it reveals is not anything I would have guessed. You know that it's actually this underground black market bad thoughts thing, and the one guy was they arranged to purposely get it from Balana and all that. Like I wouldn't have. You know, I wouldn't have gone there. So I like that it kind of, it didn't go in the, as opposed to, put it this way, as opposed to um, just Voyager and Janeway, which they set up at first, right? That Janeway is going to investigate and find a legal solution and, you know, and and some other examination of their culture. And it was just exactly what you thought from the beginning, as far as, you know, Balana's getting ticked off at the guy when he hit her and all. Anyway, I like that it goes in a very different direction than maybe some other episodes of Star Trek would have gone. I like that. But maybe, you know, maybe not the greatest episode. Uh, Steve, your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I don't think it's bad or anything, but and I, and I do think they're, the resolution or what what's actually going on is kind of interesting. But on the whole, I think it's kind of one of these that is is picking up a whole little pieces of uh, types of things we've seen before done better, perhaps, you know, we've seen the, the effects telepaths have on others and that being some kind of chain reaction thing we've seen uh, going down to a planet and having, um, you know, some, some strange rule or law affect our people and then dealing with ramifications of it, all those kind of things we've seen before. And it's kind of like they're throwing it all together and yeah, it's, it's okay that it, it's cool that they um, resolve it in a different way, but on the most part, it feels recycled. And also, to me, and maybe this is just me, to me, the, the writing is a little bit stilted. Like, some of the characters didn't feel like the characters sometimes. I'm not sure yeah. what exactly is going on there, but, like, some like some of the stuff Tubok does, some of the way people say things and handle things, it just feels off, kind of. And that throws me on this one, too. I didn't think, like, Torres's reaction, the way she's just goes with them to be arrested, going to their whatever that didn't feel like mm-hmm. true to her character. I think she would have thrown up way more, even could Jane, at least enough that Jane, we would have had to say to her, just do as they're asking for now. I'm going to work on this. You yeah, know, she yeah, doesn't yeah. really, she should have had to, I, I felt like Torres would have thrown up a lot more of a fight. Mm-hmm. Just as one example. Um, yeah, Brian, I kind of, um, I do, it's, it's interesting that we kind of get to walk down this dark path with Tuvok and, you know, go inside the, you know, the psyche of, um, you know, the, the Vulcan experience, you know, their, their violent past and, you know, how they've dealt with their, um, you know, their violent emotions and, and emotions in general. It just, um, I, I agree, you know, I, I like that, but I kind of like it separate from the episode because it kind of just throw, threw me off and it, um, to Steve's point, I don't know if he's going to agree with me or not. It kind of just seemed a little bit out of character for what Tuvok would do. You know, Tuvok's kind of by the book guy, kind of by the rule, by the rules, and he kind of just kind of goes off on his own and kind of freelances with this investigation. So it kind of that was kind of the turn that probably kind of just threw me off a little bit. I was kind of like, what's he, what's he doing here? So not that it wasn't interesting. It just didn't. It just I don't know. It just didn't fit for me. With I gotta with say uh, on a, a different topic. How is something about a, play, a culture like here? You're you're responsible. People are responsible for their thoughts. How is something like that not uh, like an advanced team comes back and says, "Oh, hey, you know what? If we're going to have 
shore leave down there, you should know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, how is there not like preparation? How is that not standard for? You should, you should, you should get a rule book from each society. Yeah, that they do seem really ignorant. Yeah. How has people have people visiting this planet not? How has this not already come up? Yep. And well, this isn't thinking, some kind of underground secret thing where oops discovered what happened when you do this thing down here. I mean, this is something that you you know you could have prepped and you know planned because it was open and you know honest or whatever. Well, to, to add to that, Brian, I was surprised later on in the episode that we still saw Neelix and was yep, I wrote that, that exact there. comment down. I was like, what, what are they doing down killed? there? It's so easy to kind of influence yeah. people. Yeah, the, when that woman is killed, and because and, we see Seven and Neelix, we find out, I guess, a little bit later, they say, oh, they were packing up. How is it not the second, the th- you know, Bellanis gets arrested, not everybody that's a on a Federation uniform on that planet, get off now. I mean, how is that not immediate? <laughs> uh, what's this episode about? Kind of what I had, you know, what I was saying earlier, I think they're trying to, um, not in a very good way, but kind of what I got from it is it's just kind of like how your, not just your actions affect other people, just your energy and, you know, thoughts can, can affect other people too on an unconscious level. And I kind of think that's what they're trying to go with. I don't know how good of a job they do with it in this episode, but that's kind of what I took from it. Yeah, I like that idea, and I think that there is that that notion is there. I just don't think they focus enough on it. You know, if, if they if they kind of drew a parallel with, okay, specifically, you know, because it's a telepathic race, and and your thoughts are having this great effect, and they draw some kind of parallel to what we can relate to in terms of just the that negative, positive energy, whatever that we convey just in interactions and how that affects people, that'd be cool. But I don't really think they pulled that off. I think there's too many different things going on and they kind of all over the place with different aspects of this. So anyway, that's my thought on it. Did you guys think that final scene that was between Janeway and Seven felt tacked on? Yeah, I, I specifically noted that it felt like a completely separate, like, yeah, let's just add a couple minutes here. Seven saying you shouldn't be exploring and whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if they just came up short and threw that at the tail. It felt like it. Usually, when they add scenes because they come up short, they doesn't feel like it. But that that did. it was amusing. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's starting to feel like that's uh, a seven that we're already leaving or something. But anyway, right. Let's do six degrees for random. Thoughts, Steve. Yep. Gwyneth Walsh plays Chief Examiner Namira. She is best known for playing which Klingon sister? Is it Betor? Yes, sir. Adam, Betor met her demise in Star Trek Generations. What year did that film come out? Was that 1994? Yes, sir. One to one, moving on. <laughs> Concerning Flight, Season 4, Episode 11, Production Code 179, Original Air Date November 26, 1997, Directed by Jesus Salvador Trevino, Story by Jimmy Diggs and Joe Minoski, Teleplay by Joe Minoski, Music Composed by Dennis McCarthy. Guest cast include John Rice Davies as Leonardo da Vinci, John Vargas as Tao, Don Pugsley as Alien Visitor, and Doug Spearman as Alien Buyer. <laughs> As Voyager comes under attack by unknown vessels, equipment and weapons begin disappearing from the ship. The enemy is using high-energy version of a transporter beam to locate items of technological value and steals them. 
Captain Janeway and the crew track their stolen goods to an alien world that appears to have active center of commerce. As Tuvok and Janeway beam down to search, Tuvok immediately locates an item with a Starfleet signature. It's Leonardo da Vinci from Janeway's Florence Holodeck program. The Da Vinci character is interpreting this world through the limited capacity of his holodeck program. He sees everything in 16th century terms. But what is he doing here? I was running the Da Vinci simulation when we were attacked. His program must have been active in the computer's memory when the processor was beamed off the ship. And then downloaded into the doctor's mobile emitter. But by whom? His patron. Concerning flight, here's just one of those notes that I mean, I don't think about it when I'm writing it, but then the next day or two, when I go back and I'm reading it and prep for our podcast, I'm like, well, that's funny. I wrote, Janeway explains to Da Vinci that, <laughs> that he is stupid like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about, this episode. <laughs> Yeah, you are stupid like a bird. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like some kind of bad translation, you know, when you're watching. It's like, what? I lost nothing here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who went first last time? Adam, I think. Yeah. Right? All right. Uh, Steve, you want to kick us off? on? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, as odd and peculiar as this whole thing is in this episode, it's it's certainly forgettable for me because, I mean, I, I mean I, I've seen all episodes of all everything, but for some reason, this one felt very um, like, oh, yeah, this. And it really took me a long time to, to remember and get the, all the elements. And I don't know if I only saw it like once ever or something. Yeah, I, don't know, I had but, the same kind of reaction. Um, so I don't know why that is. And, you know, it's what's bizarre is that it's such a a huge deal that your computer has been stolen. I mean, you're you're screwed. You know, I mean, we've got to get the computer back, all this kind of stuff. And yet this feels so silly. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, you think it'd feel like it's so important to get this back. And, you know, you have a little adventure and all that. And OK, Da Vinci and so on. But it's it's just I mean, I, I have trouble like grasping this one i mean i'm reading over my notes and oh yeah that happened that happened that happened that and i, I don't know if that's saying it, that makes it an awful episode or something but it just feels so all these little components all over the place and are we what's the focus here are we uh doing some kind of character study on this hologram of da vinci or you know is it about getting the all our stuff back and you know a culture that you know just ransacks others for what they need and i, I don't know it's just kind of kind of messy or something i don't know what it is but yeah can you imagine if somebody besides john reese davies was playing da vinci because <laughs> to me this is probably kind of not a good episode like bordering on the word bad here mm-hmm. and what what makes it watchable is he is so great doing anything and actually i think he has pretty good chemistry with Mulgrew and the two of them together are mm-hmm. fairly engaging when they're on screen that's what makes it watchable and and saves it if if anything's saving it and without him what if somebody not as good was playing da vinci yikes oh i, I totally agree ryan and, and would you say this is not a good episode but oddly enough i found myself entertained and i go and i had down that it's because of john raised that john because you know he's so much fun to watch and he does a good job with he does a great job with his character he's entertaining he's charismatic and he's intriguing and that's 
uh, totally. I didn't. Even, I didn't think about that, Brian. But yeah, I totally agree. If they kind of had just some random, you know, actor playing this part that maybe wasn't as well known, you know, this we'd be sitting there going, "Oh my God, what the hell were they doing here?" Because there's so many goofy things in this episode. I mean, um, I'll just start with the end. The the flight. The the CG does not um, does not hold up at all. You know where they fly <laughs> when they when they're flying in the glider. Um, there, you know, you just mentioned it before, you know, Janeway, you know, saying, you know, Da Vinci's as dumb as a bird, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, as, as long as it took her to get through that analogy, she could have explained to him what exactly was going on and he might've understood it. <laughs> and that might've actually been better if she brought him, you know, brought him up to speed, like, okay, you're a hologram. This is where we are, blah, blah, blah. And my feeling is that Da Vinci's a smart enough character and the computer would assimilate, assimilate that, that he would he would figure it out, but I don't, this whole ruse that, you know, he thinks it's some sort of random land on, on earth and the Portuguese have brought him there. It just kind of made it even sillier. I think it, I think maybe a better direction would have been just to kind of clue him in on what was going on. Um, especially after he, you know, he got shot, shot and the, you know, the phaser went through him. So yeah, I think, um, I think we're on agreement. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, I, I enjoyed his performance, so I can't say that I didn't like watching this episode because I, I enjoyed watching him. This one is kind of the opposite of the last episode, because if I had read a sentence synopsis of what it was about, I might have thought, oh, this is going to be cool. Because he's been introduced. He's been in a couple episodes. You know, Da Vinci, the the mobile emitter, all of a sudden he's down on this planet. Oh, this could be cool. And then you, the actual realization, not so much. Um, Steve, your thoughts here? One thing I think is cool is whenever they throw in some canon and they had the uh, Kirk and Da Vinci reference, you know, to the uh, original series episode, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're all on the same page here with this. Um, it seems that it's just a little what too wacky, you know. And it kind of, you know, Janeway is kind of going, you know, that kind of just seemed kind of odd. She was just kind of going with it. If you know, this episode felt more like a like her a holodeck. Uh, adventure than it did an actual real life and death um, mm-hmm. thing for you know for her and the crew. Yeah, I mean when she gets on that gliding, the crude gliding apparatus, as I think Tubot calls it, and the bad guys are chasing them and firing phasers. She's just smiling. There's no drama. There's no threat there. Yikes! Yeah. Hmm. But I, I had the same experience where it took me a while to kind of remember this one. It's so just nondescript in every way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have much to say on this. You, you, although I, you, I'll, I'll say something a little bit. But I did kind of, I thought the, you know, them getting mugged. You know, I thought um, Paris's line there early on in the episode. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of, I thought that was a kind of a creative um, villainy, you know. Right, or, right. You know, you know, ship coming in and just stealing stuff. Um, but on the on the other end of that, you know, early on, remember early on in the series when they freaked out when um people would take their technology, they didn't seem to be all that concerned this time around. It was like, oh, keep the rifles. You know, they only yeah, back, yeah. they only beam back the computer. They left everything else down there. So it's just kind of like, yeah. No, yeah, even they, more than that, didn't Chakotay let that one guy keep the phaser the rifle? rifle? Yeah, oh, he was like, yeah. yeah, let him keep, keep it. it. He's like, all right, well, we'll call it even. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. He's gonna go yeah, kill people odd. with your <laughs> with your. Yeah, I found equipment. that odd, especially like like you said in the first season. What was it the, when they had to when the Kazon were taking stuff yeah. from them and they were they had to like go off course and there was a whole episode where they put the whole ship at risk just to retrieve some you know what was it? It wasn't even that. It wasn't even a rifle, wasn't it? Like um, 
a food replicator or something. It's like yeah, it's like this episode and the one before. It's like all of a sudden they just brought in some bunch that have no idea anything about the show or Trek or whatever, and it's like all right, read these synopses and spit out something, you know, or something because it just there's all these problems, you know, these inconsistencies and in, with what we've seen in the past. Is this episode about anything? Um, I had a hard time with it. I guess um, coming up with what this episode's about. Um, I mean, I you know, oddly enough, you know, we've talked about this before. I kind of feel like this is more of a Da Vinci episode. We kind of get to see his kind of evolution and his transformation, and to like, you know, okay, I got I got to stick with things. So I mean, I kind of that's an also bad point for this episode. It's you know, we, we see more growth from the um, holographic. Um, um, da Vinci character than we do anybody else. So I, I don't know. I'd just be stretching if I said anything, making stuff up. Yeah, I agree. I don't really have anything. You see, Maestro, you are stupid like a bird. <laughs> do you see that stupid bird there? <laughs> you. What does he make of this situation? That is you. <laughs> Everything is clear now. <laughs> Katarina. <laughs> Shove it, you know. Thanks. This is make it more funny because he's like one of the smartest men in human history and <laughs> she's comparing him to a dumb bird. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not right. entertained? We're, at least we're getting a laugh out of it. Let's do six degrees for concerning flight. Our score is one to one. Um, Steve went first last time. Adam? Yes. I'm sure I asked this before, but I'm going to do it again. What was John Reese Davies' Lord of the Rings character's name? Um, I think I've actually gotten this question. Gimli. That's right. Steve, what was his Indiana Jones character's name? Jeez. Oh, I, I, I don't remember. Adam? God, it's been so long. I should know this. Um, crap, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, I don't have it. But what about the the ride at Disneyland? Remember, he's in the thing there, and they say his name a bunch of times. I'm sure, I'm sure. No one here at Disney. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Sulla. Sulla. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was for sure All you were right, going to ask. So. You know, I, it's funny you you brought up the Kurt thing. I actually looked up the episodes. So I could, yes, Requiem for a Methuselah. Case you ask that question. All right, uh, Adam has two. Steve has one. Moving on. Mortal Coil, Season Four, Episode Twelve, Production Code One Eighty, Original Air Date December Seventeenth, Nineteen Ninety Seven. Directed by Alan Croker, written by Brian Fuller, music composed by Paul Belergen. Guest cast include Nancy Hauer as Samantha Wildman, Brooke Stevens as Naomi Wildman, and Robin Stapler as Alexia. Neelix is killed while participating in a survey mission of a proto-matter nebula. Using a technique devised by Seven of Nine, the Doctor is able to revive Neelix after being dead for nearly 19 hours. Distressed that he has not perceived the afterlife while he was dead, Neelix begins to question his religious beliefs and everything in general. With the aid of Chicote, Neelix embarks on a spiritual vision quest, during which he confronts his dead sister, 
Alexia. I, I didn't ask to be brought back. You were dead at the time. Well, what right did you have to violate me? You Borg think you can fix anything, but you didn't fix me. There was no alternative. Just get out. Just, just, just leave me alone. I said get out! I would be negligent in my duties if I did that. I don't care about your duties. I don't care! Here's an episode that seems like it's aiming kind of high, and I respect it for that. So... I'm going to probably have positive things to say here, but uh, which one of you guys wants to start? Oh, good. I, I like this episode. Um, I agree with you, Brian. They, um, you know, obviously, you know, with death and coming back and afterlife and questioning your core beliefs. Um, it's, it's definitely a, an interesting topic and a definitely um, a good one for, for Star Trek and Voyager. Um, I found the, the performances were good. Um, Neelix was was good, you know. Uh, everybody's good. I think, I think my hang up with this episode to that keeps it from being like a really good episode. I, I kind of just give it like a solid B. I think they take too long in the middle of the episode. Kind of, you know, after he's brought back, there's like several scenes in there where you know he's trying to find things to do, and I kind of would have liked to had more, maybe more with Chicote. They kind of brought that brought that up kind of in the last third of the episode or quarter of the episode where he goes and visits Chakotay and he has the vision quest. I think I would have liked that earlier. And I think that would have been good for Chakotay where the characters kind of explore that and go through that and, and kind of, you know, question that and kind of come to a a better resolution. And I think another problem I had with the episode, it just, it wraps up really quick. You know, he kind of, obviously he decides that he can't take this anymore and he's going to try and commit suicide. And then you have, Chicote comes down there and it's kind of talks him out of, and then he's, you know, he's, he's tucking in, um, oh my gosh, I forgot her name, the character's name, um, the little girl, you know, you know, telling her the bedtime story. So that just kind of felt, Naomi. that just kind of felt off to me. I kind of, I, I kind of felt like they just, they wasted, they wasted time in this episode. They wasted some opportunities to kind of really delve deep into, um, the conflicts that Neelix was going through with his identity and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, that uh, all that being said, I enjoyed this episode, and, and I, I think they still hit the mark on what they were trying to say, regardless of that. Steve? Yeah, I think it's good. I agree I agree with what Adam said and what you alluded to, Brian. I think it's it, it does it's, – it's kind of like, you know, the Olympics when the people have their show. Like, you know, everyone watches the gymnastics part, and if they have the uh, really complex moves, right, you get – the uh, higher score just for trying kind of thing it it's it it, it gains um it, it has a lot because it really tries to, to 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 deal with something that's very uh very uh complex and um <clears throat> deep and so forth but i agree that the issue is that um that i don't know if they stay really focused throughout the whole episode you know and the tone kind of varies a lot too you know i mean the there are little jokes there are a couple of jokes in there which you know that's cool to keep things light now and then you know with the uh, uh the doctors saying you set a new world record and this kind of stuff you know and how kind of flippant seven is about what she's doing as far as bringing him back to life but it almost feels like this is something that has to stay it has to stay uh, deep and grounded to really work and i and i agree that if they would have focused more on the struggle and all the nuances of, you know, how do I stay true to a faith that seems to have failed me and is not jibing with my experience? You know, there's a lot to say there. And if you, you you know, may not have been 
super entertaining, but it would have had a lot of depth, you know, and maybe it would have stayed more on, on topic. But I, I, I do admire them for approaching this uh, topic in general. And I think it's, it's cool also to have a really deep Neelix episode. Again, it kind of showcases him in not such a comical way and so forth too. So I do like it. I don't think it's great, but I do think it's, 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 it's quite good. Yeah. I did kind of wonder if seven of nine's ability to bring him back from the dead doesn't, I don't know, break Trek a little bit, not as much as into darkness. What was it? Magic con blood or whatever that was. Right. 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 That that was, that was just silliness, but here there's enough other qualifiers, you know, he was killed a certain way. He's got nanoprobes in him that only came from a rare human that was previously Borg thing. You know, there's enough qualifiers that it doesn't quite, you know, break Star Trek. But obviously, if you just had a magical thing to bring anybody back from the dead, then that would break storytelling. <laughs> but there was, it was, a, I guess... I guess it did feel just a tiny bit flippant and that kind of what you were getting at Steve um, or what you referenced there. But I think, uh, yeah, it's, it, they gave Ethan Phillips something to sink his teeth into and he, and he did, you know, he's, he gets a, a pretty darn good performance here. How do you guys feel about the, um, you know, I'm watching this, you know, they've done the, um, the, the Chicote, you know, you know, spirit journey you know you have to put your kit together and you know you go on one of these journeys they've done it a few times now in the past i don't know i kind of i'm watching this i was watching this and i'm like you know it just kind of felt like retread um you know it didn't feel like anything new it's kind of like you know you have this you know jacote has this device and this ability to kind of you know go on the spiritual journey and uh, i don't know it just does it seems kind of one-dimensional I don't, I don't know what else they could have done with it but like I was saying earlier, I kind of, if they, this is the way they were going to go, you know, and they were going to have, you know, they were going to have Neelix and Jacote kind of have this bond and this, you know, coming together, um, you know, to help, you know, where Jacote helps, helps Neelix, you know, find his way, find his way path back. Um, I like that idea, but I'm, I'm just going to say it again. It's just, it kind of, to me, it kind of just fell flat and I, I, it just, came towards the end of the episode and just kind of felt like they ran out of time and it just didn't feel didn't feel that part of it just didn't feel meaningful and i I was just wondering how you guys felt about the chakotay spirit quest visions at this point yeah i agree and what i would have liked to have seen is is basically it kind of be a fail you know because we haven't seen him use this you know for a long time you know he and janeway used to you know kind of get together and let's let's do this you know digital narcotics game or whatever and get all high and whatever you know but i think what i'd like to see is that flat out this didn't answer his question and then the, they explore further you know outside of that and maybe that also would have helped chakotay a little bit too you know and because he, he's kind of a you know kind of in a way he's kind of a spiritual leader you know on the ship and yeah. so forth and so if they're doing it outside the that those confines like okay well the usual path isn't going to work here and we we can let's talk about this further and, and attack this from another angle and so on um but yeah it's just kind of like oh here let's let's bring this up again oh that thing okay move on you know um but yeah they hadn't done it in a long time and it, and it didn't really in the past whenever it's done they, there's whenever they've, they've done it it seemed to have uh ultimately led to some kind of resolution or some everyone felt kind of good about it but you know you get you 
you know pretty early on that okay he's just saying he's fine you know he's not fine you know but yeah and i kind of feel you know we've kind of talked about this you know with the character jacote that you know he's kind of you know he's kind of the odd man out you know they don't Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like this was a missed opportunity to have some yeah. really good writing and performances, which he's very capable of doing for his character in this episode. Um, you know, and we've seen it where characters are really are bonded through a um an episode, and they have it set up here. You know, Jacote commanded the mission, Neelix died on it, and they could have had mm-hmm. him feeling like really crappy about what happened, and they could have had this kind of this healing thing throughout the episode. Like so I like I said, I just felt it was a missed opportunity with Jacote. You know, it just kind of felt one dimensional. His character felt the one-dimensional in what he was trying to do for Neelix in this episode. Yeah, he he should have asked Neelix if, in his vision, he there was a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and if he was smarter than it. So you see, Neelix, you're stupid like a bird. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I did like that it was Chakotay though. I like that I do. Like, I, I, I that do. scene with him at the end, him talking him down and stuff, because that could have been other anybody else almost right but but i like that it was it was chakotay i don't know he's he's good in that kind of you know beltran is good in that kind of uh speech and stuff and so i like that part of it but uh but i'm with you like i said the speech was good and the performance was good i just don't i don't think there was enough of there for that speech to be earned mm-hmm. i didn't feel like the impact that it should have been felt if that makes sense yeah. You know, yeah. it was it was a good speech. It was a good performance, but it's like they didn't do enough to kind of create that, you know, that bond that should have been there at the end. What is this episode about? It certainly sounds like it's trying to be about something. Well, obviously, you know, it's a, it's about questioning your own beliefs, your own spirituality, the things that you hold on to that make you you, part of your identity. You know, um, obviously, with with Neelix passing and spending nineteen hours in nothingness, he he comes out of that and he has, you know, it's a complete identity crisis. You know, he, he talks about this, you know, this, these are the things, him seeing his family and friends again and that kind of stuff is what kept him going all these all these years. It's good to, you know, I think it's good to question your identity and your spirituality or the things that you believe in, whatever they might be, because it keeps you in check and it helps you grow. And I think that's kind of where Neelix, and it, you know, and, and obviously the people around you that help you through that. And that's, that's kind of think what, what I got from it. Yeah, I agree. It's a like crisis of faith, and and on the surface, it's it's telling a crisis of faith story in only in a way only science fiction can tell it, which is a great thing for Star Trek. I you know I think as we discussed, it's just, there's a few points where it maybe came a little short in the implementation of it, or a few missed opportunities. But I think I think it's you know it's a you know a valiant attempt at such a deep topic. Yeah, it's a good episode. Hmm. All right, let's do six degrees for Mortal Coil. Adam has two. Steve has one. Adam, Brooke Stevens plays Naomi Wildman. She will be replaced by another actress. But in how many episodes total did this little girl play Naomi? Uh, Four. No. Steve? Two? No, it was just this one time. That was kind of a... yeah, Yeah, that's why I was... Uh, Steve, name the actress that will replace her. Oh yeah, we met her, right, Brian? That's right, we met her at the uh, uh, <laughs> singer songwriter yeah. convention, taxi thing. convention. Yep, 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 yep. Long yep. time. Oh my goodness, I don't think I'm able to come up with this. 
Yeah, I'm not going to be able to come up with it right now. Adam? I have no clue. Scarlet Palmers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That sounds like a stage name, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Adam takes it for the day. Wait a, wait a pitching duel today, Steve. Let's mm-hmm. go on. Mm-hmm. Um, since our last podcast, I have seen two more episodes of Discovery. I'm still really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm so su- I'm shocked. I'm really surprised that I am. It's still not really a family show, but you know that's you get, you a different over that. conversation. But it's I like it. It feels like Star Trek, and it's good, and I'm enjoying it. I guess I guess you know what it is. I'm just I'm waiting for uh, it to suddenly just turn into the first season again, and then for me to be unhappy. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. That it might does that mean I'm a pessimist? I guess. I guess so. Mm. But uh, obviously, we're not spoiling. No spoilers of any kind. But um, you, you're with me, Steve, or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. It's well. Um, last time when I when I said something like this, because I waited until it was two or three episodes into the season to start watching it. You had said uh, that it certainly felt more familiar. I think you said something to that effect, uh, but not necessarily did you seem as to be enjoying this season more than the previous season in the way that I felt. That I had. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's so much that I liked the first season just better than you did. So the leap wasn't as big, you know what I mean? But I, 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 I do really like where it's going. I think, you know, there's, some episodes better than others. I mean, like the most recent one, I wasn't as keen on as maybe the one before it or the couple before it. You know, but um, but yeah, overall, I'm 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 really intrigued by what they're doing. It's 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 a lot of fun and it's it's interesting. I don't think there's much else to talk about. So we are going to be back in two weeks. Uh, but in two weeks, we're just going to be discussing the next two episodes of Voyager, not three. Uh, that way. The podcast after that will discuss three, and the podcast after that will discuss three, etc., uh, so that we don't break up. There's a two-parter later in the season that I don't want to break up. So anyway, we're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Voyager. You can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. Facebook.com slash trekcompanion is our Facebook listener page. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a start five-star review. Leave a few words. That's how people find us. So I guess that's it. Thank you for spending an hour with us. And until next time, take it easy. Good night, guys. See ya. I passed it.